welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Michelle Hayward with Positive Hire and in partnership for Women's History Month. I am here with Noble Lee with System. System is a community of women of color in the water industry. So if you have not been tuning in for these series of conversations for leading women in water, and you're like, Michelle, I don't understand what you mean, like drinking water, like drinking water, cleaning, whatever it has to do with water, these women are all in there. Not foot, knees, whatever. But what I'm saying is they are professionals that actually manage different water systems throughout the United States. And Tonight, we have a very, very special guest who's going to be talking about forging new career paths. But I will leave it to Noble to share with you who she is, and then we will bring up our special guest for tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle. And hello. Good evening, everyone. My name is Nombre Lee. Uh, I'm out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm an environmental engineer with a focus in water and wastewater treatment, also a focus in PFAS removal. I'm so excited to be here tonight to not only focus on forging new career paths in water, but forging new career paths overall. Um, outside of the water industry, I love plants. That's just something that I do as a hobby on the side. And I also love spending a great amount of time with my family. Thank you. Perfect. And uh, with no further ado, here is our special guest for tonight joining us. Hello. Hello, Kathy. How are you this evening? I am great. I'm glad to be here. Yes, yes. So to start out, if you want to give like a tiny, tiny background, of, I mean, tiny, tiny space of your humongous background and all of your accomplishments just to introduce to the people today. Sure. I'll keep it short, though. Um, <laughs> so. I am Kathy Bernardino Bailey. I am the executive director of Greater Cincinnati Waterworks, Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm on temporary assignment for one year with US EPA as a senior advisor to help them establish their lead service line replacement accelerators across the nation. So I've been with my utility for 31 years. I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and I've been able to have a great career in it, and I really enjoy what I do, not only for Cincinnati, but in the industry. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, just to jump right in to forging a new career and just focusing on the definition of forging means searching and looking for a new career. Over the span of your uh, career, what do you think has been your motivation to keep reinventing yourself? And has this been intentional or just something that you fall into while, while gaining different skills? So that's a great question. I think when I first started my career, it was not intentional at all. You know, I just kind of went with the flow, you know. So I started as a chemist. I was in a couple different positions. I was in IT. I did some strategic planning, all of that. But recent years, it's been very intentional. Intentional in the steps that I've taken um, to maximize the opportunities that have been given to me because I've been thinking more about, you know, at this point in my career, what else can I do? It's beyond me. How can I help others come into this industry, you know, help them on their career path, take the steps that they need to get going in their career in this male-dominated industry? It's very challenging. And so I've been very intentional in not just my career, but in helping others at this point for me. Yeah. What, what are some of those experiences that you say were really pivotal um, and making those changes, whether it's 
being mentored by others or simply just that grit and grind to do more and have more? You know, I, I would say it's been a few mentors um, for me. One was a mentor that I had many, many years ago, but he's, he's like family to me. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, in this industry, you're usually looking for a mentor that looks like you. And, and there's not many that look like us in this water utility industry. Um, and so, you know, it's hard to find mentors sometimes. But for me, I've had a few mentors that have helped me, you know, get on the right path, helped me make some decisions when I wanted to go from one step in my career path to another, um, and then just just really be there as a support for me, you know, as I made those steps. Absolutely, and you know, while making those steps, how important would you say your why is when you're talking about flowing into those different career paths and kind of having a goal at the end, what was your why and, and how important was that for you to be successful in changing careers? Yeah. So early in my career, I didn't have a why, you know, it was just pretty much, let me, let me do this job. Let me get this check. Let me keep it rolling. Let me have some fun. You know, I did not have that, that why I had, you know, family, friends, and fun, right? Not that I don't have that now, but but I, I was living differently, if I put it that way. But now, you know, I do have a why. It's, I'm trying to figure out how I can have a positive impact, you know, not just in, in my utility, but in my community, um, in my legacy that I leave, um, you know, and, and what can I do to have that positive impact in my community and in all that I'm trying to achieve. And so I do have a why, which then makes me act differently, walk differently, step in my career differently. Um, and, and, and I'm happy about that because I, I really see myself as a servant leader trying to help others, you know, along their path as well, but also to, to grow and, and do better in the community and, and leave it better than I found it for generations to come. Absolutely. And, and and leaving it better than you found it is one of the great benefits. But also outside of, I guess, gaining new skills and new experiences and higher levels, what do you say are the benefits of forging these new career paths or something that you found? Well, you know, for me, it's always an opportunity to grow and, and learn something else um, to meeple, to be, you know, of assistance to other people. You know, I think probably one of my greatest joys is really meeting a lot of the women who are now in this industry. You know, many people of color, women of color. Um, but it, it just gives me all kinds of energy to, you know, make myself available to help them, you know, and maybe they, they won't have some of the missteps that I had along my path, but I can give them some of the insight that I have or share some of my experiences through storytelling, you know, but, but that is something that's helpful. And so I think, you know, it's an opportunity to grow and make yourself available, you know, and as you grow, you learn new things, you, you experience new opportunities. And then from that, you can figure out how you can, you know, take your next step along your career path. I, I totally agree with that. And, and speaking of the women that you're now seeing, as a woman, uh, myself, and I'm sure many others who want to forge new career paths, will you say it's sort of the mindset that one must have or should have or you recommend to have uh, to be successful in that? Oh, you need to, you need to be open and, you know, 
as my mom would always tell me, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to, you know, and at the time it was like, oh, mom, what are you talking about? You know, but, but as I got an adult and, and thought about that, and now as I look back along my career, you can do anything that you put your mind to. And so, you know, I think it's important that, that you are open, open to new opportunities. You know, I started as a chemist, my degree is in chemistry. But I was in IT for a while, as I mentioned, strategic planning, performance metrics. Um, I, I dabbled a little bit in utility mergers, um, performance metrics. You know, I've had all kinds of stuff going on along my career in each one of the steps that I've taken to get to this point. And it's all been growth. You know, it's been growth and new skills and some skills that, that you know, probably fit me better than others, but, but others... At the time, it might have been something I didn't like to do, but then later on in, in my next step, maybe I needed that skill. And so then it became helpful and I appreciated it more. So I think growth and just the willing to, to change and, and be available and, and really know yourself, know, know that you can take these steps and, and put your mind and your energy behind it so that you can be successful in all the steps that you take. Yes. I, and, and when you speak about like um, some of those steps and growing, we all know that growth can be challenging and uh, not always fun. How do you say that? How do you feel you can stay grounded and focused when you're probably uncertain of your next career change? I'm sure forging isn't always this beautiful process. It can get very tricky. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's beautiful at all. I think it's, it's quite ugly. <laughs> but, but I think if you keep your eye on where you're trying to go, or that you know that there's something that's great or good that's going to come from it, then I think that's what allows you to put your head down and keep going through it, right? Because we all know that you often have to go through some stuff, right, in order to get to the other side and have it be a good place to be in. And so I think growth and a lot of those, you know, those steps along your career path, some of them aren't good steps, you know, and you have to kind of sit down in it and, and it's not good for a while, but then you rise up to that next step and it's a good place to be. And, and then you appreciate, you know, what you just came through. And so I think just having the right mentality and, and know your, again, I go back to knowing yourself, know how to talk to yourself and say, Hey, this is just a matter of time that I have to go through this, but I know the next step is going to be better. It's going to be great because I'm going through this now and I can't be in this forever, you know, and, and, you know, if you're a faith-based person, then of course that gets you through as well, but you just have to know yourself and be willing um, to go through some of that. That's not, you know, the greatest that it can be, but know that that other side is going to be a good place and, and you're going to be better for it. Yeah, that's so, that's so interesting, kind of knowing yourself and knowing where you are. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have struggles at work and maybe they feel uh, unfulfilled or just simply unhappy. It's not always, I believe, a necessarily a change in career that you need. It could just be a change in job and maybe a glass of wine. So like, how do you distinguish or how would you say you distinguish when it's either time for a new career versus time for a new job? Like, what is that turn point, you know, that thing that lets you know, okay, it's time for a new career. It's not just my work. Well, I mean, if you know yourself, then you know what challenges you, you know, what what motivates you, you know, what gets you up in the morning and gets you excited for the day, you know those things. Um, and so 
when that's not fulfilled, when you're getting up in the morning, you're like, oh my gosh, I got to do this again. And that's, that's happening more times than not. Then you might know it's time. It's time for you to maybe do something different, you know, or, or you're bored with what you got going on because maybe it's not challenging you as much. I remember, you know, some of those jobs that I landed in um, along my path, I went to my supervisor and said, you know what, this, this ain't it. This is not happening for me. You know, it's like I can do this, you know, in a couple hours and, and, and I'm bored. And what's, what else is there? And, and what can I learn? And I remember one time in particular, I did that. And then he took me down this path of, of this was a, the CFO that I reported to. He took me down this path of teaching me all these spreadsheets and all this crap and oh my gosh, and all these pro formas and all this stuff that I didn't want to be bothered with. But in my mind, I was like, I asked for this, right? So I, you know, I got to sit here. And I tell you, it was years, years later, after we came out of an ugly merger that didn't work, and the city manager separated the utilities back out. But we didn't have a financial, financial officer, she had left. And, and so we were coming out of that merger into our own independent utility again. And everybody was saying, well, we don't know the financials. And for me, it was like, well, I know these spreadsheets and I know where they are. And, are and, and I think if I can get us to those, we might be able to figure it out. And, and I go back to that often and think about it because at the moment, it was something that I didn't ask for. Well, I asked for something, right? That was a little more challenging, but I didn't like what he gave me. Right. But then later on, it was very helpful to me. And and sometimes, you know, we get in the way of ourselves and we don't let that new thing blossom, right? We don't let it grow because it's not what we really were asking for. And I think I would say, you know, go with it, go with it and learn from it and know that everything that you're doing has a purpose and you're learning from it. You might not see the purpose right then, but some point in the future, you will understand that and you will be able to use what you've learned. And that was definitely a case for me. So I think that's something that's important to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that as well. Kind of uh, it will all work out in the end. It's sort of what I heard from that. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be what you want, but it'll, it'll, it'll circle back. You'll lose it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I did also want to touch on, um, this is something that I know people uh, in my generation and, and even some in others are, are dealing with now, sort of like this hustle culture when it comes into forging those new career paths and you feel like you constantly need to have maybe two or three different jobs. And if you're not growing by this time and that time, I was wondering, did you ever feel that pressure or was it all very internal? Or do you feel that pressure to constantly, I need a new this, a new that, and constantly be growing and showing? Well, I think as, as, as a Black people, we always have a hustle, right? I mean, even when I was a chemist on the job, I actually, years ago, I used to own a bakery, right? And so I had that going, you know, I'm a, actually, I'm an artist. I have artist art that I sell, you know, so we all have a hustle, right? And, and, and that's something that we do. The challenge these days, though, that we have two or three hustles, but COVID has taught us that those hustles could actually be your full-time job. And so we now see people that are making some career changes because their hustle has grown into way more, um, you know, than, than just a side hustle. It's actually turning into be something that could be the full-time gig that they want. And so 
you know, there's more opportunities there. And and so I encourage people, you know, because I don't I don't want anybody to be on a job that they they just aren't fulfilled in. And so mm-hmm. I encourage people to to be in tune with what they consider that their main job, but also pay attention to those side hustles because some of those are growing into to being the main jobs and could be very lucrative, not only for the person, but for their family and their generations to come. And so it's this weird space to be in right now, but, but I like the weirdness of it because I think we are more in tune with what's important. I think we have in many ways simplified our lives. And I think we are trying to get to a better place with work. And if we get to a better place with work, it's a better work-life balance, which is a win for our families and certainly, you know, the black culture, um, which is a, which is huge because we, we off for many years, we haven't had a, a great work-life culture because we work two, three jobs at a time. And if we can get to a place that offers something different and better then then I encourage people to, to explore all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and definitely, like you're saying, a, a better work-life balance. I think sometimes that's what hustle culture sort of, it makes you risk that. Um, and, and even when when thinking about those risks, what, what would you say are some of the risks of when you are forging a new career, whether that be taking a pay cut or, I don't know, maybe hopping into something that isn't quite right for you? What would you say some of the risks maybe you've taken or experienced when forging your new careers? Yeah, it's definitely some risks that come with it. You know, there's risk in um, there's risk in the job that, that I have now, you know, where I'm temporary assignment with USEPA for one year as a senior advisor. And so there's risk. So I've left my comfortable executive director job, right? Um, EPA has me on loan for a year, but after a year, there's an optional second year. I don't know if I'll take it, but um, then I come back to my utility. And so there's the risk of that not being what it was because somebody else has been running the utility. Um, it's the risk that I come back to something very different that I don't like. Um, it's a risk that they won't be warm and fuzzy when I get back because I left them for a year or two years. You know, So, so there's a lot of risk um, when you take some of these steps along your path. But I think you need to you you have to wrestle. I mean, you have to wrestle with what's important to you, right? And what um, what your feelings are about it. And for me, you know, I, I had to think about what was important to me. And it's important to me that across the nation, particularly in disadvantaged communities, that we get these lead service lines out sooner versus later, right? That's important to me. And so if I could take this one-year assignment and have you know, a role in making that happen sooner versus later, then I thought that risk was worth taking. Um, some might think differently, but but with every step along your path, if it's important enough, there's going to be some risk with it. And so you have to really, again, I come back to knowing yourself to, to know whether or not you're going to be comfortable with the risk. And then I always always i got the positive list and i got the negative list and i'm going side by side to to you know look at it and say "Mm, is this worth it is it is it worth it or not is it worth it to me is it worth it to my family is it worth it to the organization that i represent you know i do all of that and i think it's it's important that people do that 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I really like how we keep touching back on knowing yourself and kind of, I would assume, being very confident in yourself and your abilities and the fact that, like we said before, having the faith that it all will work out in the end. Um, was there ever a time maybe you can speak on where your confidence wasn't as strong as you would like it to be while attaining or going for a new career? Yeah, yeah, I've had I've had moments. I've definitely had moments. Um, you know, I right out of college, um, I worked for USCPA for two years, and then I came to the city. And a couple of weeks after being at the city job, you know, my coworker said, "Hey, you um, you're only hired because you're black, and we got in trouble because we didn't have any black people, and so now you're it, and that's the reason you're here." And number one, it's like, how in the world do you say that to somebody? But for me, that hit pretty hard because I had spent way more than four years getting a degree, right? And had put myself through college, two and three jobs at a time to get my degree. To have this confidence with this degree now to come onto this job and have them tell me that, which basically said the fact that I had that degree didn't mean anything. And so my confidence wavered quite a bit with that, you know, and for many years, it set me down a path to prove differently, you know, that that wasn't the reason why you hired me. But I got through all of that. And, and then my confidence has been, you know, going up ever since then. And, and that's something that I try to work with, you know, when I'm mentoring particularly women and, and women of color, you know, it's like, hey, trying to work on their confidence and let them know you got this. You walk in the room and, and, you know, the topic, you own the topic, you know, and how can you build confidence? But you have to be very confident. And I have had, I've had more than one, I've had many moments where, you know, your confidence does waver, but you have to figure out how to get back on track and, and you know, you get knocked back, but you know, get yourself back moving forward. And, and, you know, again, I go back to knowing yourself, know, know, you know, what has happened and then, you know, get yourself through that, talk yourself through it, understand what has happened, be honest with yourself so that you can, you know, realize what has happened. that's knocked you off of your confidence trail and then get back on it so you can keep moving. Yeah, that's great advice also. And just speaking to, to your intersectionality of being both a woman and a black woman, um, while forging those career paths, I know that obviously you've just ex expressed some challenges in that. Uh, can you tell me about some of the benefits or the advantages you found? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's a huge advantage for me um, to have had the experiences that I've had. And what I bring to the table, you know, um, you know, when we're when we're talking about people who are struggling to pay their bills, well, I've had that growing up as a child, and my family experienced that. You know, when you talk about making decisions on whether or not you're going to have enough to pay a water bill or or get medicine and some other stuff, I've I've experienced that. You know, so I think in many ways, my life experiences. Um, Although at the time, when, when they weren't as pleasant as they could have been, um, they certainly have shaped me into being, you know, a more compassionate leader that is very much in tune 
with the community and the subsections of the communities and the neighborhoods and the experiences that they have. And so I look at that as a positive, that those experiences might have been negative at the time, but they're positives now in how I can be a leader and what I bring to the table to be a leader. Yeah, that that's excellent. Um, and in and, and that leadership that, that you speak on as well, I was wondering if you if you found that maybe you give different advice depending on where uh, different women are in their careers versus someone that is early on or someone that's a little further down the line. Because as you know, you can change careers or force new career paths in any time in your life, whether in your mid-60s, early 20s, 30s, 40s, every decade, you can really change. Do you think that your advice changes as uh, maybe women approach different milestones? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Your your advice definitely changes. You know, as you as you change in your decades of years on this earth, you know, you as you get more experience, as you go through quite a bit, um, you, you definitely change um, with that. And and so I think your advice changes too, and and your need for advice changes. You know, I think early on in my career. I needed more advice on how to navigate, you know, a male dominated industry, you know, and how to not survive, but thrive in it. Right. I needed to understand how to thrive. And so that then changed to, okay, I'm, I'm thriving, but now I need um, advice on how people will listen to me, you know, and, and, and hear that I have something to say. Then I got that, and then it's like, okay, now I need advice on how to be more of an effective leader. I'm a leader, but I need to be an effective leader, right? And so needed advice in that way. And so I think you you go through different phases as you take all these steps along your career path where the advice that you need and the advice that you give is very different. Yeah, that, that's so interesting. And I, I think about that now mainly because um, as I turn 30, like you're saying, just how you think and how you feel, how you approach different career opportunities um, from starting off where money is the goal. And then now you have an actual purpose and the why all of that does change over time uh, with, with those new careers. If you were to explain, um, I guess, your career path and all the different, you know, different trials and all the different roads you've taken, what was a word you would use to describe that? Um, I'd say intentional, intentional. Um, early on in those first few years, not so much, but, but I had a couple instances, different things that happened early on that then made me very intentional in how I engaged and what I engaged with. Um, and so I've been very intentional um, in opportunities, whether or not I take them or not. I've been very intentional in, you know, what I wanted to put a stake in the ground for and what I would not waver on, you know, different beliefs that I had. I've been very intentional in um, different projects and things that I wanted to do that had a legacy within the community, you know, and so i say intentional is probably one that comes um, to mind, I guess. I, but I, I will say 
with intentional and now live in a space where I'm trying to inspire, trying to inspire others um, to grow and go for different opportunities that might be before them. Okay. And, and we are approaching that 630 mark, but uh, just to end with everything, are there any final words you would say to encourage those who are considering a new career path and maybe don't have that confidence or question themselves? Just any final words to encourage and inspire them, like you just said, to keep well, going? Well, I mean, we are resilient people. I mean, we've, we've seen that over the years and everything that we've been through in this country, right? We are very resilient. And so I, I think I, I often look at it as an opportunity as why not? Why not take that next step? Why not put yourself out there, go out on the limb, try something different, try something different that you can grow from, learn from, you know, and, and move on to the next thing from there. And so I would encourage people, go for it, go for it. Do not sit back and, and be comfortable, have courage, right, over comfort and get out there and try something new and different that will push you, energize you, motivate you, make you thrive and, and be more than you think you can be. Because I think sometimes we sit back and don't, um, this message came to me when I took this job, when I was not gonna take the job and I was just gonna do it temporarily. You know, I just thought, oh, I'll step in, but they'll find somebody, they'll do a national search, it won't be me you know, just a few months. And I was in church and the message was all about, we're given these God-given talents, but we never fully use them, right? We never fully use them. We just kind of dabble at it, but we never fully use our talents and that we need to step up and fully use our God-given talents and make sure that we are living the most and the best that we can be, not only for ourselves, but everybody else. And the mess, it was as if I was the only one in the congregation that day. And that message just slapped me upside my head. And that next day I applied for the job and got the job. But my point is, we often just get comfortable, you know, and I say, take the courage, get out of your comfort zone and go for it, you know, and, and find something new that you can grow from and, and be innovative through that opportunity. I love that was beautiful and, and maybe you know maybe it was it was by God that message was given out here today I love that and it's definitely necessary um Kathy I want to say thank you so much this has been such an eventful and inspiring conversation something for everyone to take away I, I love this the sun has been getting on us but we been working it out the sun is showing off. I swear it's never been this bright. So, <laughs> it must just be for you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, this has been amazing. Thank you. Michelle, we can't hear you. Yeah, if I could come off a of mute, it really works very well. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Noble so much for taking the time to have this great conversation and inspire so many of us here. Um, I'm a civil engineer, y'all may not know this, but I, I did other things. I built the facilities they designed, right? And so I want to thank Noble so much for interviewing you. I'm going to we're going to switch over to the Q and A session, and Nicole, the founder of System, is going to facilitate.
that for us tonight. Over to you, Nicole. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, I, I like everybody has said already. I've been very excited about this session, Kathy. Um, you know, it's you and I had uh, had a, a special moment the day I met you, and I was like, I have to know the woman with that fro. I was like, that is my goal this conference, and it was it, it gave me life, right? Because the energy that we put into each other is is what we what, what was needed at that moment. Because we don't see each other often, right? So with, yeah. I see from across the room, and I can say, I know you're there for me, and I appreciate yes, that. Absolutely. So um, I do. I think there was a question on uh, on uh, LinkedIn. Where did it go? There it is. Were there ever any career jumps you made that you regretted in hindsight? Maybe you wish you stayed a little longer or in a previous role or tried something to get something else out of it. It's good. Hmm. You know, there's one career jump I made, and I was, I was, you know, they give you all these weird titles, but I was the performance metric champion. Um, and so I basically had to work with our seven different divisions to figure out their performance metrics and then track them and report out them on a monthly basis uh, to our director at the time. And we, we never figured out how to do performance metrics well in the organization. And I really felt like if I had more time in that before we just said, forget it, that that I, maybe I could have made something of it. Um, and I wanted to learn more about performance metrics, right? And so I think that was a moment where I wish I had stayed longer. Um, I think it would help me now because I'm struggling now to get my division heads to realize the importance of performance metrics. But I think that one probably would have been one that I would point to. It's interesting when you think about your career, there's nothing, in my opinion, even if you, whatever you learned, you learn for a reason, right? Like you were talking about earlier. So it's, it's, it's less about regret, but like you said, it's like, I could have, I could have, I could have gleaned more from that experience, but performance metrics is, is just tough in general. I mean, yeah. every organization struggles with, you know, the wording, how they, you know, cause it, it, you, you get different information from how you word things and all that. So that's, um, you know, and if that's not, you know, what you studied, Right. where you would start so i'm impressed that you did it <laughs> you pushed yourself right to, to to try it and um and, and see what happens so yeah are there any other questions michelle oh here we go have you been able to get yourself out of that comfort zone and how have you been able to get yourself out of that comfort zone and take that risk you know um like I said, I didn't have this. I didn't have this um, insight early on in my career. I was just trying to get a paycheck and and survive. Um, but I think in in recent years, you know, I have had you know the vision that I I want to be a positive change in the community. You know, I want to to make sure that I can do something that lifts people up out of their circumstances and puts them on, you know, a better path moving forward. And so I think knowing that there's a lot of work in that space, um, that gets me out of my comfort zone to run after that, to see what I can do, you know, at the utility, you know, to help people with their bills, customer assistance programs, um, more water main replacement projects, remove the lead service lines, think about what we're going to do against PFOS, you know, all of those things. I think because I want to have that, you know, that lasting legacy in the community, that gets me out of my comfort zone because there's a lot of work in that space. 
Nicole, you're on mute. Rookie move. Um, I know some people have that confidence, you know, out the gate, but I think it also comes with, uh, like you said, experience um, and saying like, okay, all right, I, I succeeded pretty well at that, right? What what else can I do? And even though it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's less comfortable, but you're more prepared to take on the risk, if you, if you know what I mean. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's just that you deal with that discomfort and, and you plow on it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any other questions? Here we go. I love it. As your power and influence has grown in your organization and industry, how have you used it for a change in the water industry? And I, I, I think, uh, if, Kathy, before you even say what you think you've done, <laughs> um, you know, if, if no one is following Kathy on, uh, on Instagram, I mean, not Instagram, Twitter, she's the first lady of water. And just her presence, she is like, she is unapologetically black. And she is very clear about what she finds uh, value in. And so I will say that that's a way that I've seen you use your power influence, just your presence, right? And just being uh, willing to, to speak out on things and just be you. Because I think for, for, for so many of us, you know, as we're coming up, we're like, I, I don't know how much of me, me I can be. They might not be able to take all of this. And so as uh, so someone else in the water industry that's, that's watching you, that's what you have been a positive influence for me. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, but but yeah, that's that's dead on. I um I what you see is what you get. You know, I I'm showing up every day. You know, bringing all of myself. You know, all of my blackness to the table. You know, and and in the industry, I call them on some of the craziness that they dish out. You know, and tell them it's like that. That's not true. It's not gonna fly. You know, I'm not here to hear all that crap. Let's tell the truth. You know, and. And so we have real conversations when when I'm in the room, in the room, and on the boards, and and attending conferences and at meetings. It's like I'm not going to sit here and have you sugarcoat something because it's what you like to hear. It's like we're going to get down to the real deal of what the truth is, and and certainly I bring that to the table, you know, in the industry. It is refreshing, for sure. Now I don't know how much more time we have. Uh, do we have any more questions, Michelle? I don't. I don't know about anybody else, but I. I want to say that my word of the year has been intentional. So when you said that, it spoke directly to me because you like you know I'm a planner by nature and all those things, but you have to like say this is what I'm going for. This is yeah. I'm very specific about it, right? Because uh, it, it, things don't just happen. Well, things will happen <laughs> without all that, but you have to be intentional with your goals and your desires. And I think that you know we have um, uh, watched you go through your your steps and, and learned a lot from you and, and your intention even when you weren't saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. You just can see the determination and it is a, it's, it's a breath of fresh air for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, intentional is my word again this year. It's the only word that I've picked, you know, each year when I pick a word, it's the only word that I've come back to, but, but it's, it's so strong in me to be very intentional, intentional in where I am in my space. Cause I've got 31 years in the industry. And so I'm trying to figure out what that looks like next but very intentional in, in what I do and how I pour into others before I take that next step. Well, uh, we have uh, Michelle's back. So she's telling us we, we don't have anything else. Any other questions? Great. No more questions. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad. But I did put your Twitter handle. Oh, I went and found your real. She'll 
First lady. Oh no, it's not the word because that's too long. It's the number. I already knew before I started typing. For those you know, the Twitterverse, you're like, mm, that's too long. So, so if you're t- if you tweet little, or you have pets that bark or meow, just go ahead and follow Kathy on Twitter. So now I got somebody else new. Like, ooh, what are we talking about today? It's all the tech people over there t- talking tech. I'd be like. <laughs> Y'all can't do nothing without us. Yeah. Well, we water folks have interesting things to say. Yes. Yes. We do. yes. yes. I'm excited. Okay. Um, Nicole, any final thoughts? Uh, or, well, I guess yeah. Kathy. Well, yeah. I'll let Kathy go, and then I'll close it up. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any final thoughts. I just want to thank you for having me here tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to quickly tell everyone, if you haven't seen the rest of our sessions, um, you know, this has uh, been hosted by Positive Hire with uh, with System and System is a group of women of color in the water space. uh, And it is a safe space for us to to get together and talk about things and, uh, you know, uh, encourage each other, talk about opportunities, technical um, breakthroughs, all of these things, because we found that um, a safe space was needed um, because we want to to strengthen ourselves and then go out into the world and and make it make this industry even better. And on one of those calls, we talked about having a word of the year and (laughs) brought that up. And I was like, that is a great idea because I don't do res- resolutions, right? But I can have a word. Mm-hmm. And that word mm-hmm. can forge me forward. And that that little bit of inspiration has been, you know, pivotal, right? So those are the kinds of things that we share with each other and goals and dreams and all of that. So, you know, if you'd like to join um, and even if you want to be an ally, feel free to reach out to us because we, we want to know that you're out there for us. Um, that's one reason why we did this, right? So everyone can see and, and see the, the power um, that a group like this does. So Thank you so much for joining. Um, Hopefully you'll hear from us very soon. Everyone have a great evening. See ya. Thank you, everybody. And for those of you that follow us on LinkedIn, tomorrow we will be having at 1 o'clock Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific, we will have Jessica Walker on. It is Black Maternal Health Month. And so we know how Black women die often during childbirth. Young Mm -hmm. woman, 21 died delivering her only child at 21. So come join us. I have an advocate named Jessica Walker who has been in this space for over 20 years talking about what the disparities are, but also what are solutions. So come join us. It will be on a positive hire um, company page on LinkedIn, as well as over on YouTube at Positive Hire Co. So we do all things, not only for our intellectual um, being, but also on an individual level as we talk about our health and wellness as women, as black women, as women of color. So everybody come over and join us. See you then. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Kathy. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks, Michelle.